Today's goddess is the Inuit goddess of the sea, who provides sustenance for the body and soul. She must be showed respect, or her rage is deadly. She is Sedna. Hello, goddesses. I don't know why I'm wooing us. Welcome to episode number 44 of Goddess Chat with Leos. We are your hostesses. I am Nicole, and this is the flaming... Wait, no, that makes no sense. Uh, The (laughs) vibrant... I'm a flaming hot Cheeto, okay? (laughs) Ooh, yum. I haven't had one of those in a long time. I, you know... One of our good friends, Marilyn, she has a, or she used to have an addiction to Flaming Hot Cheetos, so I, I couldn't roll with her on that. It was too much. <laughs> too much? It is too much, but you are just fantastically um, vivacious. How about that? Oh, I like that. Oh. Well, how about you all join us as we drink some tea or spirits and explore the meanings, legends, and powers of this episode's goddess. If you love the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your chosen listening service. You can find us on Instagram at goddesschatleos or email us at goddesschat at yahoo.com. The best way to show your support for the show is to please rate and review and also as we love word of mouth is priceless it is quite quite priceless i mean i don't know how many people we've gotten to reel in to listen to us just by talking about it so i love that thank you thank you well goddesses grab your drinks and let's chat meow What's with my sound effects today? That's the thing that I want to know. <laughs> you know, you're just going for that old school, like, morning talk show vibe. <laughs> if I could, like, have a car horn or something. Ooh. Yes. Urgh, yes, definitely. <laughs> like, everything is going to be just sound effects. I love it. And I don't know, maybe you might have heard, but my stomach did make a nice little rumble when you were talking earlier. So maybe we will hear real sound effects. <laughs> you never know. So <laughs> Got a rumbly in my tumbly. My tumbly is rumbling mm-hmm. so i just ate um okay so chris bought these uh rice crispy treats that they're home mm-hmm. home style ones and mm-hmm. they're really good they're thick they got nice little chunks of marshmallow they're love it like you thick. hey, hey. Um, <laughs> what was that said hey. that, that was like cartman <laughs> me um but he bought the chocolate ones and i was so excited to eat it and it was disappointing Oh, yeah. Sorry. It, it was lackluster. I'm sorry. I yeah. mean, you just got to follow the OG recipe sometimes, I think you know? So. Yeah. I Although think there so. was one time that um, I had one that was made with browned butter. Ooh. And so it gave it a little bit more depth, which was nice. Um, but yeah, Matt's mom, every time we visit or she comes to visit us, we mm-hmm. get a tray of Rice Krispie treats. Oh, so yes. We just eat them nonstop when we oh. see them. So, yeah. <laughs> so Chris's uh, family, they live in Estero, Florida. And sorry, Jinx is like, she likes to box things. Anything that is smooth, she likes to just beat the hell out of it. So I had a... <laughs> I mean, uh, there are other people that do that too. Right? <laughs> She's like, I hate your smoothness. <laughs> Um, no, so they live in Estero, Florida, and there's like three different Hyatts there. 
So oh. the, there's like the little Hyatt, the medium Hyatt, and then there's the, uh, the big Hyatt. The so Goldilocks the, of Hyatts. Yeah, exactly. So the big Hyatt is a Hyatt Regency. So we're talking, you know, fancy schmancy. Mm-hmm. They had a Rice Krispie treat that was probably like a four. It was like a four by six, like picture. It was oh. huge. Wow. Did it taste good though? Yes. Okay, it was good. melty and wonderful and just, uh so- loved it. Sometimes you get those like weird home style things at hotels that you just can't recreate and they're probably so easy. But um, when I went to Florida for um, a pageant of mine years ago, um, we were at a, I think we were at a Hyatt as well, Mm -hmm. Um, but in the Disney World area and they had this fried mozzarella, but it wasn't mozzarella sticks. It was literally like a slab of mozzarella as that it was should fried be. and then oh. covered in pasta sauce, some marinara, whatever. Stop and it. I just ordered that every day and <laughs> I just couldn't get enough of it. It was just heaven. I was like, why is this so good? Like, what do they put in it? <laughs> yeah. What kind of crack or there, there is something, you know, yeah. I mean, there had to have been, cause I dream about that to this day. And that was when I was like 11 <laughs> years old. Okay. So, oh, <laughs> you know, nostalgic food, there's nothing like it. Like my dad oh, and I were yes. talking yesterday about, uh, there was a, a grocery store here in the Cleveland area. Um, that's no longer there anymore, but it's called Catalano's. Oh yes. Okay. And their pizza, it, he said he that it was like 25 cents for a slice. I mean, we're talking it was a huge square and I still remember like the taste of it and the way it looked and smelled. And, yes. Oh, I, I love those that. um those memories that you get from scents and smells and tastes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. My grandmother would make this goulash. I don't know if it was a real goulash or Ooh. she just called it goulash, but it was yeah. like this pasta like dump that she made. And <laughs> I just, it was just like everything in the fridge. And I just loved the taste of it. And so whenever I went to restaurants, if they had goulash on the menu, I would order it. And I'm like, this is not goulash. What is this? Like, this is not what grandma would make. Finally, I found one place. I'm like, this is the closest I've ever come to finding her goulash. And I was like, it just like made me think of her. And I was like, oh, well, you know what her secret ingredient was? Love. Love. Her her intent. The intention that went into it was love. Speaking of love and, you know, making stuff. I mean, um, the Kitchen Witch cookbook or just book in general will be coming out very soon yes sarah i believe it gets released this month in march um that's so so, exciting for her yeah so if you didn't get a pre-sale make sure to go and grab it because it talks all about food and folklore and fairy tales and just intentional things that you can do in the kitchen so absolutely and if you grab it yeah, and I was going to say, if you don't follow her on Insight Timer, um, you can actually pay to join it or, you know, where you get extra content or it is free. She has so many amazing guided meditations and she's such a fantastic storyteller and her voice mm. is incredible. It's it like really the perfect is. tone and her accent. And I'm just like, it puts me right to sleep. I'm like, in a good way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me clarify that. Not that you're boring. Right? You're calming. You make us feel comfortable. Yeah. And her, there's one where it's waking the witch it's like this guided meditation to find like your inner wild woman witch you know (laughs) and yeah you need to listen to that one but it's it's just oh 
it takes you right there. It's perfect. I love it. Mm-hmm. I so yeah, get it. the book. I already have her two other ones and I can't wait for that one to yes, be delivered. Yes, her other books are Yoga for Witches, which a lot of people may have heard of, and yeah. um, Yin, Yin Magic. magic. Mm-hmm. I love it. So much fun. <sighs> but um, are you? Dr- I'm only drinking water today. I'm. It's this cold weather. It's my throat is so dry. I guess I should be <sighs> drinking tea, but you, yeah. Hey, you do you, boo boo. Right. You know, like you do what you need. I'm <laughs> I'm on my second cup of coffee, so get it. Um, I did not sleep well, so neither need the did caffeine. I. I haven't been. I've been having lots of strange dreams. Well, we were talking about it. It's a weird energy. It really this past is. Week. Yeah. And then my son, he was sick two weeks ago and then it developed into a double ear infection. So he was on antibiotics the whole past week and he finished the antibiotics on Friday morning. And then that night he started coughing again with a new different cold. So he crawled into bed and was hacking and wheezing in my ear all night. And I'm like, poor buddy. But I'm going to suggest that you trade him in because a lot of times they have a two to three year warranty. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, what? maybe that explains my dream. I was dreaming that I um, had another child. Oh, my God. Why? But like alone. And it was like I was in some weird place and it was dark out. It was nighttime and I was walking to some like apartment or hotel and just gave birth and caught the baby myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really weird, but like, it was almost like I saw rainbows, but they were like Aurora Borealis or something like that, like three times on my way to give birth. And then it was another boy. And then I was like constantly trying to fight with like how, what I wanted to name him. And then I couldn't remember James name for a minute when I was thinking yeah. of the new names. And I was like, what is this? Why can't, it was such a weird dream, you know, I was like, but this is going to be his brother. It has to go with it. I'm like, but what is his name? I was like, <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? What is this? This weird psychological thing going on. <laughs> that is many levels. It was something. a lot of weird things. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Yes. And, but know. I, but you know what? You know how there's certain things that you'll watch or talk about that will trigger dreams. Yes. Um. So two nights ago, I finished watching American Horror Story double feature and oh. <laughs> they gave birth to hybrid alien babies. So that probably had something to do with it. And then I, um, we had some rain the other day and I saw three rainbows throughout the day. So that had to have been the three nighttime rainbows that I saw in the dream. Or you just ate some weird <laughs> salmon. Like, I, I don't know. That's true. I did eat some salmon. So maybe there was some, there you some go. stuff in it. <laughs> you know, speaking of sea creatures, mm-hmm. we are talking about a goddess of the sea. We are. So maybe, maybe she she was putting in a little mischief in my food for harvesting from the waters she could have I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. let's learn more about her what do you right. think yeah i think that's time to uh let's chat about today's goddess let's do this hey no okay we're gonna talk about her now <laughs> I had to. I'm like, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> all right, goddesses. So our sources for today's goddess are um, goddessgift.com, journeyintothegoddess.wordpress.com, uh, templeofsedna.com, and eternalhauntedsummer.com, <laughs> metal AF. 
Yes. Um, the books that uh, we used were Find Your Goddess by Sky Alexander, her old standby, um, The Encyclopedia of Spirits by Judica Illis, and Your Goddess Year by Sky Alexander. And the oracle cards were The Goddess Oracle by Amy Sophia Marashinsky. All right. I'm going to be real with you, goddesses. Um, I'm in charge of saying some of the names that Sedna went by, so it's going to be rough. Okay, here it's we go. It's hard to find um, the pronunciations of the Inuit language. Yes. So, so I'm saying all of these with the utmost respect. And Sedna, I love you. You're an amazing <laughs> goddess. So and the Inuit people, I have mad respect for. So um, her name is pronounced Sedna. And she's also known as Arna Kwasak. She is sometimes called Mistress of the Sea or Lady of Life and Death. Mm. Okay. She is widely worshipped among the Inuit people of the polar regions and has many forms and names. <laughs> Here we go. <coughs> As I'm choking. Okay. Arna Kap Faluk, meaning big bad woman of the copper. Or wait, yeah. Meaning big bad woman of the copper Inuit people. Uh, Nirivik, meaning food dish. Or Nivik. Ka'a, meaning woman thrown backwards over the edge in Greenland. <laughs> that's a lot. It's very literal the yeah. translations, but that's, I feel like a lot of um, indigenous people's names and translations are that way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, for the Iglu, wait, Iglu Lika, I hope that's right. Inuit of ba the Bafflin Islands, she is known as. Uni Gumi Suki Talk, meaning the one who did not want a husband. I like that one. Hmm. <laughs> so her Good appearance. Job. Thank you. I, I, he would have done better, but whatever. Um, no, you did amazing. Thank you, codependent. Goddesses. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Her appearance. Sedna has long thick wet hair that tangles and mats easily she's depicted in moody sea landscapes and will most likely be in the company of a dog a malmute or a similar breed they're beautiful dogs mm -hmm. sedna is frequent is now frequently portrayed as a traditional mermaid but before whalers came to the arctic she was cons consistently described as a woman so sometimes she appeared with a jacket hood always worn up and sometimes with only one eye or one pigtail. How's that work? Mm. Just like a, a side Like pony? one that was like undone maybe. Yeah. And one that was still wrote together. Okay. I was like, cause I thought a pigtail's like two. two. Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming just one was undone and her hair was down on one side. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. I like a disheveled you. look. You, know? you are the professional. Yeah. So I'm this is just you. what I'm envisioning, okay? It's just <laughs> the way my brain is working. Which... Um, this is my profession. <laughs> Obviously, based on my dreams. Right. <laughs> so other images, um, she has no fingers or is unable to walk. In some other ones, she's also a as tall as a giant or takes on the look of an old hag. So she has many, 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 many forms. <laughs> Yeah, she's got a lot of different legends and looks about her. That's very interesting. Yep. Now let's talk a bit about her mythology. Um, at this time of year, 
we see how much, or I'm sorry, how that witch died during the winter months has made possible the new life that will nourish us in the future. Sedna is the most important of the Inuit goddesses, and she represents sacrifice and nourishment death and rebirth. And she's truly a goddess of transformation. Sedna lived at the bottom of the sea or actually lives at the bottom of the sea. And her chief companion is her dog. Mm -hmm. So she controls the balance between the sea creatures who wish to live and the people ashore who also wish to live. However, those people must hunt to eat those sea creatures like I did last night, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't catch it myself, though. I mean, technically, salmon is in the river stream. So that is. Well, no, they they, I think they do both um, sea and fresh. Okay, well, let's just pretend this one was in um, fresh water. So you're good. Okay, I was stealing from bears. (laughs) So Sedna, like the sea, is volatile and moody, and she manifests anger and depression by withholding the ocean's bounty. So Sedna has reasons to be angry. She wasn't always queen of the deep, and there are various versions of how she ended up as the goddess of the sea, but here's a Cliff Notes version. So <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> Sorry, just trying to clear my throat before we get going. Hey, you're a human being. You clear yes, that throat. Yes, I am. <laughs> So according to Inuit legend, Sedna was a beautiful young woman who rejected all of her suitors, and there were many. And finally, one arrived who pleased her. And in some versions of her myth, this man had long been haunting her dreams. And this is the reason why she rejected the others in real life. He claimed to be wealthy, and he promised her a life of comfort. And he insisted that they marry right away. It's Red like the flag. Tinder, yeah, Tinder swindler. Have you watched that yep, on Netflix? No, Good. but I've been hearing a lot. Yes, oh, so red flag P- right there. P.O.S. is what he mm-hmm. is. So Sedna ran away with him, bringing only the dog that would not leave her. So there was nothing she could do about that. He was by her side no matter what. Oh, my God, it's Lex. No, that little puppy. So when they arrived at his distant home, everything he told her turned out to be false. Ooh. He wasn't a man, even. He huh? was a bird spirit. And some legends say that he was a seagull. He lived in isolation on a desolate landscape under very primitive conditions, and he was abusive to Sedna, keeping her prisoner. Oh, my God, baby. So he lied. He love-bombed, and then he took advantage. And he he isolated her. I mean, Yeah. So not very cool. (laughs) Eventually, her father, concerned about Sedna, came after her. He agreed to bring her home, but he did not really understand the nature of his son-in-law and was not prepared for the situation. So as they sailed out to sea in rough waters in his little boat, Sedna's spirit husband flew after them in the form of a gigantic bird. He demanded Sedna's return. Sedna refused, and he threatened to capsize the boat. In terror, her father pushed her overboard. Uh, Okay, you know, you got many options, Dad. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of got me. I mean, you know how they say that people that have been victims of abuse Mm -hmm. tend to, like, fall into more abuse? Yeah. Obviously, her father cared, but he didn't care that much. So that's Uh, a little sad right there. Yeah. So desperately, she clung to the sides of the boat. So her father chopped off her fingers. Choices. Again, there are many. Yeah. Sedna sank to the bottom of the sea but she transformed into a goddess her dog jumped in after her 
And Sedna's severed fingers transformed into sea mammals like the seals, whales, narwhals, walruses, and other aquatic beings. <laughs> Sedna's realm is at the bottom of the sea. And legends say that Sedna lives in the land of Adlivon, the Inuit land of the dead, and at the bottom of the Arctic Ocean. She was eventually reconciled with her father, who lives with her now, but hers is a solitary, moody existence. Sedna prefers darkness, and she cannot stand bright lights. No wonder. I don't I mean, blame her. No, I mean, she's just been shown, dang, you know, wrong from humans left and right. Yeah. The only one that has been her loyal one has been her dog. He's a puppy. Yeah. So when Sedna is depressed or raging, game becomes scarce. And the only way to restore balance is to soothe and comfort and appease Sedna. Sedna was elevated to the role of goddess and the mother of all marine life, which makes up the majority of the Inuit diet. This creator goddess continues to provide abundant game for the Inuit to eat, but only as long as they pay her the respect she deserves as their protector and benefactor. <laughs> so when she grows angry, she sends fierce storms that prevent from the people from going out to hunt. Nice. The hero of this story is the intrepid shaman who must soul journey to Sedna's watery abode. Intrepid indeed. Sedna is no little mermaid, but a befitting but as befitting the harsh arctic north a fierce frightening scary woman <laughs> she is soaked with salt water and her long thick hair becomes badly matted and to soothe sedna and to coax her to release that life-saving harvest of sea animals the shaman must approach her and calmly gently comb out those painful knots and tangles as she cannot comb her own hair without any fingers <laughs> and only when this is accomplished will Sedna's anger and frustration um, and deadly agitation pass. What a beautiful metaphor, though. And I believe with many indigenous cultures, mm -hmm. having someone that respects you and that you respect and care for brush your hair and braid it is the ultimate thing. Like, you don't let random people touch your hair. That's like with the butterfly maiden, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like yeah. an honor for them to do that butterfly hairstyle. It would be yes. the elders would do it. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. It was a passed down thing. And you don't, it, it's, they, with each strand of hair that they weave into the braid, they all represent different things in um, ah. certain um, indigenous cultures. So yeah. um, I don't know much about the Inuit um, culture, but I would believe that their hair is just as sacred as other mm -hmm. indigenous. Yeah. So in addition to her role as a marine goddess, Sedna may also rule the realm of death, possibly those souls who died at sea. So aquatic creatures were Sedna's, were Sedna's children and sacred to her. Birds, on the other hand, tricked, imprisoned, and attached her, or attacked her. So that kind of makes sense, too, because whenever you are out in the ocean, you see these birds, like, flying down and swooping and stealing fish from the water, you know, and stuff, so. You know what? Damn scuttle. It is. I'm telling wow, you. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I think we talked about scuttle in another episode. <laughs> so, in myths and dreams, water symbolizes the intuition, whereas air represents the intellect. Her legend, therefore, may describe a conflict between the two ways of receiving and processing information. Ooh. interesting you know following okay. your intellect or your intuition yeah sedna's story describes the interplay of life and death on our planet and all creatures in order to survive must eat something something must die so that something else can live 
Therefore, Sidna symbolizes the ongoing cycle of life and the power of rejuvenation that results from the sacrifice of one being for the benefit of another. Wow. Yeah. Ultimately, we become food for the plants as well. Yeah. So, you know, we're constantly feeding each other. That's like deep, man. Mm-hmm. We're getting deep. You yeah. know, we went from all love and rainbows with Psyche and Cupid, our last episode. I know. And now we're getting dark <laughs> and deep with Sedna. So, yep. yes. In another myth, Sedna, similar to a mermaid, was the daughter of the creator god um, Anguta and his wife. And she is said to have been so huge and hungry that she ate everything in her parents home and even gnawed off one of her father's arms as he slept so yeah we just did grocery some, shopping this week so no I arms in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> according to some versions of the myth she took a dog for her husband so again the dog being the loyal companion yes anguta was so angry that he threw her over the side of his canoe and she clung to its sides and whereupon he chopped off her fingers one by one until she let go and she sank to the underworld becoming the queen of the monsters of the deep and her huge finger became the aquatic creatures hunted by the inuits so <laughs> i mean we're seeing a common theme the same. Of, yeah yeah but still like little subtle differences and then in one Baffin Island tradition, Sedna was in a kayak with her family when a storm started and her parents thought she was to blame for the storm and threw her into the sea. She clung to the kayak, but her father cut her fingers off. First the tips, then the second knuckle, and then the last knuckle. Ooh. And her disembodied fingers turned into the sea creatures. Sedna gained control over the animals and if humans angered her, she could stop the animals from coming to their hunting sites, thus causing famine. So the varying leg- legends of each of the traditional or different rationales for Sedna's death, but um, in each version, her, her father takes her to the sea in his kayak and then chops off her fingers. Mm-hmm. And in each version, she sinks to the bottom of the sea. Worshipped by hunters who depend on her goodwill to supply food, she is generally considered a vengeful goddess and hunters must placate and pray to her to release the sea animals from the ocean depths for their hunt. So some Inuit people will throw out um, worn out harpoon heads, broken knives, and morsels of meat and bone into the sea as offerings. Hmm. And fun fact... Sedna is the name given to the mysterious 10th planet, the most distant known body that orbits the sun. That is a fun fact, Gigi. I mean, I, I got to put it in there. No, that's really cool because it's like, yeah. I, you don't hear about that often. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they took an indigenous goddess to name, yes. you know, when we have other ones that are more Greek names like Pluto, you know, and whatnot so i, I like pluto that. venus mercury mm-hmm. yeah you're right uranus you know it's all it's all about those gods and goddesses i'm telling you well let's give Gigi a break so she can drink her coffee and <laughs> we will discuss some ways to connect with the goddess sedna shows us how to embrace transformation how to cope with the tragedies and crises in our lives and how to emerge courageously from our suffering into a more evolved and compassionate human being. I like that. Despite being treated cruelly by her father, she created nourishment for the Inuit people. We can learn from her agil- what? agility. What? Agility. Yeah. Why did I that look weird? Yeah. Maybe. So we- hmm? But is she agile? Maybe they mean fragility. 
fragile. I don't know. I don't know. Because she's fragile as well, obviously. Agility would be mm-hmm. more like, oof, we mm. need a dictionary. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of... <laughs> In our uh, one of our recent episodes, um, <laughs> we were, when we were talking about Psyche and, and Cupid, yeah. and I was trying to remember the name of the animals that jumped oh, off yes. the cliff in suicide, like her sisters did, trying yes. to get um, brought up. But it was by what was it was the god the the West Wind god or whatever. Oh, I can't remember. I kept in my head saying lemurs, and I knew that wasn't right. It is lemmings. 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 So we got. So I get yeah. So I get a text at like nine o'clock my time, and it just says lemmings, and I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "The things that jump off and kill themselves." I'm like, "Oh, thank you. Yes." You know, just like our falafel episode, if you happen to falafel. go back and listen to some of our past episodes, there was one episode we couldn't remember the name of falafel. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we hear falafel. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It felt so good. Like, I love that when you remember just, something just finally. So some ways to connect with her. You can consider uh, supporting environmental and wildlife organizations that protect sea creatures and their habitats. Oh, nice. As you eat, give thanks for the beings that sacrifice their lives so that you may survive. Mm -hmm. I like that one. If you're going through the dark night of the soul, call upon Sedna to help you bear up the pain and extract wisdom from your experience. Mm. Acquire an image of a sea creature, a fish, a seal, or whale, for example, and display it in a place of honor to reinforce your determination to transcend your current difficulties. When we were in Florida, we got a a little tiny manatee, and we named her Lenore because she looks so sad. Aww. I I will take a picture so you can post. She's like, Lenore, I'm sad. Well, I feel like um, this also makes me think of the Selkie's Cottage and the goddess of like, that's like, it's half woman half seal mm-hmm. so yeah yep. i like that too consider swimming with dolphins or going on a whale watch to admire these amazing creatures and connect with the goddesses or the goddess whose suffering actually created them i just saw a video of people on um out in the ocean i don't know if they're doing whale watching or a whale came up to their boat but it flipped over and let them pet it and it just kept like scratching its nose and its chin and it just kept rolling around and letting them just scratch oh. at its face. And I was just like, oh, it's a big old whale and it just wanted pets and love. I know. Oh, baby. oh and then I learned a really sad fact about whales, which is Uh-oh. kind of consistent with um, Sedna and her story. Mm-hmm. So whales don't die of old age. They just lose the strength to swim to the surface for air. And then they slowly just float to the bottom and drown. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's more strength as opposed to age. Yeah. But it makes me think of, you know, how Sedna became the goddess. You know, she just sunk down to the bottom. So you just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't sink to the bottom, please. No, no. That's why we're trying to, we're going to comb out your mats. Yes. We're going to make you happy again. And another way to be happy and and connect with her is to visit an an aquarium or watch programs about the ocean's mysteries. Oh, I love doing that stuff. I watch lots of those shows with James. Where did we go? We went, oh, Shed Museum or Aquarium in Chicago. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So cool. That beluga whale was insane. Mm -hmm. Remember when you went into that one back section? God. 
Um, you can seek her in any body of water, actually a lake, a pond, stream, or river, or the ocean. Her underwater realm also can represent your own unconsciousness. Uh, since Sedna's story is the tale of transformation, something must die so that something else can live. When you have to let go of an old, familiar way of being and move bravely into the unknown, invite this goddess to accompany you. If you find it necessary to sacrifice something for the good of others, let Sedna show you how to offer this gift with grace and humility. She also can help you transcend the ego and discover the benevolent goddess within you. Aww. I like that, too. Yeah. I like a lot of things. She also reminds me of um, Ishel. Yeah. You know, a goddess that has gone through trauma and abuse and she, comes through, healing. throughout, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. shows her vengeance and strength in other ways as opposed to, you know, trying to hurt more. That's right. It's about learning, growing, and surviving. So, yes. Yep. So um, some correspondences that are associated with Sedna. Her symbols could be water and eye and fish, comb, salt water, seashells, a dark blue altar cloth, and blue candles. Her colors are blue and dark blue, which represent the ocean depths. Her animals would be whales, seals, and any aquatic creature. Her incense could be jasmine to correspond with water. And her gems and metals would be um, lapis lazuli, which is attuned to consciousness of the psychic self. Mm. And we have an oracle card. We haven't had one in a bit. So the oracle, this is from the Goddess Oracle by Amy Sophia Marashinsky. And the meaning of that card is victim. Sedna swims into your life to tell you to stop being a victim. The way to wholeness is to recognize how you've been caught up in and are living the victim archetype, then to change the pattern by empowering yourself. Are you fond of saying, why is this happening to me? Don't get stuck in the why. Look realistically at what you are creating, then work to change it. Do you feel your needs are too insignificant to negotiate? Does everyone in your life seem to be taken advantage of you? Your way to wholeness lies in recognizing when you are playing the victim and stopping it. Sedna says we have all been victimized by something, by patriarchal institutions, discrimination based on race, gender, sexual preference, religion, or color. She encourages you to claim your power. Sedna says you are too precious and necessary in this dance of life to waste valuable energy and time being a victim. Rather than dissipating your energy, create what you want. That gets snaps. Mm -hmm. That's mm. deep. I love that. I love that you I've are too precious. Yet. Yeah. Like oh, that. pull that card. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. She's just, she has like all these lines on her face and just the, the expression mm -hmm. and pain on her face. Yeah. It's, she's stunning. Well, everybody, in closing, as a survivor of violent assault romantic deception, and psychological abuse, Sedna's depths of depression and fonts um, of rage and mistrust are as profound as the sea in which she lives. However, she is known as a nurturing goddess with aspects of fertility and protection. She's also a deity of transformation because through her death, she made it possible for others to survive. Woo. There are a lot of people that go through this. Yes. You're not alone. 
Nope. And you can try to learn from those that have gone through it before so that you don't get stuck going through it yourself. But if you do go through it yourself, find a way to keep fighting. Keep fighting and get out of it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. There's people yep. that you can talk to, even if it's just casually. You don't have to talk to someone professionally if you don't want to yet. But, you know, as long as you voice, you know, when you're being hurt and identify that you're being taken advantage of, that's going to give you strength to fight. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, wow. What an incredible, amazing goddess. What a beautiful culture. Like mm-hmm. that was just, as I always say, the tip of the iceberg of <laughs> iceberg. Um, yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. But no the, pun intended. Yeah. But of a beautiful, beautiful culture. The Inuit really people. Is. Yeah. And I love that she, uh, you know, this maybe ignorant of you know what i know of um (laughs) geographical areas but i was fascinated how she had the same myth is in greenland and all other like arctic regions you know so it's Mm -hmm. just it 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 travels throughout like areas and i just and her story didn't change much no it really didn't and stayed pretty consistent where some other stories we've had in the past have so many variations to it. Yes, yes. Like um, Amaterasu's was all the different regions of how they decided that she found the immortal elixir or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. it's, just, it's really interesting to see how different regions can take on a story and change it, like telephone tag, you know? Yeah. But um, but yeah, this, this goddess stays true Yeah, because of how powerful um, her fight was. <sighs> Yeah, she's beautiful. She uh, and it's funny because a couple of the other cards I have, they have her, and you know, she of course looks different in each uh, rendition of it. But with this one, um, you know, at first when I first pulled the card a long time ago and I saw a victim, I was like, oh gosh, okay. But when you read it, it really is about, as we say before, the transformation, because you are the only one that can help you. Mm-hmm. And that's what she kind of signifies, you know. So I just yeah, uh, and I love no matter, that she birthed all the little sea creatures. Yeah, the fact that you know all these people let her down, but she still became a goddess. Look at that. Yeah, you know, and she's, she's just... like my pinky is a whale. Boom. Yes, <laughs> right. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's she's an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. goddess. So, um, well, thank you all <gasps> so much thank for you. joining us on this journey of this beautiful indigenous Inuit goddess. I love it. Hey, mm-hmm. Gigi, where can people find us? Well, of course, you could find us on Instagram at Goddess Chat Leos, where we post lots of little fun things. So check us out. You can also um, email us, goddesschat at yahoo.com, if you want to talk a little bit more um, um, intimately with us, you know, about different ideas or whatnot. And um, if you haven't already found us on different listening services, specifically, um, we know that Apple um, Podcasts and um, now Spotify, I believe, um, you can um, rate and review. I think Google Podcasts might do something like that too. Um, so go do that. Go rate and review. Go talk about us. Share us. Get people it, to listen to us. It really helps um, allow. It, it helps our podcast yes, mm-hmm. get more discovered, so that other goddesses can find us as well. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we can explore more and more and more with you all. That's right. Um, thank you, everyone. Go buy Sarah Robinson's book, The Kitchen Witch. Um, what else can we do? Uh, I don't know. That's about it. I'm going to go take yes. a nap. 
All right. I'm well, excited. thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you all soon. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye, goddesses. Thank you.